Hello and good morning, guys. It's Metaphase Podcast. My name is Olena and I'm a PhD student in stem cell biology. And here I talk to scientists who made the transition from academia to the jungles of business world. And today I'm happy to have here Dr. Thorsten Schroeder, a physician, an entrepreneur, a co-founder, and the chief medical officer at Perfood, company which creates the digital therapeutic solutions for a personalized nutrition. In this conversation, we are going to discuss what is digital therapeutics, how one can use the data to improve the health through the changes in diet, and how knowing the glucose level in the blood actually can help to manage the weight or to cope with the migraine. Uh, hey, Thorsten. Good morning, actually. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So my first question would be, how did you decide actually to study the medicine? Actually, it wasn't so sure for me what to do with my life after I was finishing school. But what I, what I realized is that I was very much dedicated by helping people. And, it was, and that I was fascinated by complex um, problems. And the physiology of the human's body is very complex and there is a load of unsolved um, medical problems. So I found that medicine is a perfect combination by deep diving into complex problems and science on the one hand and being able um, to be a supporter to my patients on the other hand. So I found a perfect fit um, with medicine. Can you tell, please, how did you end up um, also doing the nutritional medicine? You know, um, as, a, as a physician, when you study medicine, you can start your thesis um, during your studies. So very early in my, uh, my studies, I think it was the third year, um, I was looking for a laboratory working group to do my medical thesis in. And I was coming across the working group of Professor Johannes Klein here at the University in Lübeck. And, and he's an outstanding endocrinologist who's working um, clinically, but also in, in the basic lab science. And he was uh, focusing on adipocytes. Mm -hmm. And when I was just looking around, looking for the right working group for me, um, I was asking him if he just can give me a paper to just start reading into the topic and understand what they are doing in the working group. And the first paper he gave me, and I started to read, I was just from the first second, I'm very fascinated from the field of metabolic medicine. And I can't really say why, but um, I realized that metabolic medicine is, is very much um, the problem of today's world. I mean, we have problems with cancer, but the other, all the other diseases are metabolic diseases or at least metabolically driven. Um, and that was just very much fascinating for me to, to dig into that topic. And um, Professor Johannes Klein, he was um, very much able to bridging basic lab science to the greater clinical picture with the vision of, of helping patients. So he showed me that you can be a good physician and be for your patients there and also being a, um, a good scientist and, and working in the, in the basic um, area very often um, science is far away from the um, application side and so you really have to be able to to know why you are doing that and have a vision in mind what could be um, the end path of, of the, the things you're working on and after I ended my studies um, I really stick to that interest in metabolic health so I started to be an, an internist so you have six five to six years of rotations to to be in, in general internist and that's what I'm doing to have a broad understanding of the physiology or rather the pathophysiology of the human body and all the um, disease conditions. 
but uh, I was still fascinated by the metabolic um, health. So I did my specialization in diabetology and nutritional medicine. Um, and nutritional medicine, I mean, that was your question. That's very much a tool by which you can um, promote um, health in a preventative sense, but also as a therapy. And again, was bridging um, everything I was interested in, um, in having or giving the people the opportunity to deal with their diseases on their own and to do um, things which are preventative to stay healthy. So nutritional medicine is really bridging everything um, from, from the day, overall daily life to um, what, it's, um, what is at your own capability to, um, to do you for your own, for your own health. I'm just curious, who are those people or patients who actually come to your department and seek for the advice from you as a specialist? I mean, nutrition medicine is not very specific, so it's broad again. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of um, different, let me, like subdomains of nutritional therapy. Of course, you have um, inflammatory diseases, um, you have um, like cancer, you have metabolic diseases. Um, I was mm -hmm. um, focused on um, metabolic liver diseases, so I was dealing with um, fatty liver disease patients. So. Um, it was very close to the gastroenterology department. Mm -hmm. So I was doing nutritional medicine under the frame of gastroenterology and I was dealing with liver diseases. So a lot of patients came to me with ele elevated liver enzymes, very often just as a co-finding um, in, in lab works and, and uh, family physicians were sending the patients to me to do all the, the background work. And of course, I look for all the the classically um, liver diseases like viral hepatitis or autoimmune liver diseases. But then um, the most prevalent liver disease is metabolic liver disease, so fatty liver disease. Of course, you have the um, alcoholic liver disease, but very often it's accompanied by overweight and obesity and what we would call pre-diabetes because very often the patients who were coming to me mm -hmm. um, were starting to be metabolically sick so they had problems with cholesterol, they had problems with blood sugar, the body weight was um, too high, but they were not um, sick enough to um, end up being um, at a diabetology um, department or ending up um, with severe hypercholesterolemia, which has to be treated with uh, medication. So I had the patients in the state of um, early metabolic disease, and that is the state in which you have the most... Um, I mean, the, the best opportunity to start a treatment with nutritional therapy, because then you are, from um, a theoretical standpoint, still in the prevention, but you see that the body has problems with um, the way of, mm -hmm. of the lifestyle. So it's too much sitting, too much moving, and probably not the, the right nutrition. And so I was fascinated to really get to the patient at that time. Okay, sorry. Uh, is it true, actually, that uh, lots of fruits, eating lots of fruits, leads to the fatty liver disease as well? No, that's, I mean, to make it easy, it's just no. Um, of course, it's known that fructose, <laughs> fructose is a well-known driver of fatty liver disease. But normally, if you eat fruits, you have a ratio of fructose, but also fiber, because the fruit is coming packed with a lot of secondary plant um, components and fiber. And normally that um, assures that the fructose is coming slowly to your body because 
the digestive system has to um, digest all the fruit. But the problem is that um, industrially um, sweetened products, for instance, the sodas we like to drink, they contain a lot of fructose mm -hmm. because people like the sweetness of fructose a little better than the, the, and the sweetness from glucose. And it's very cheap. So you can just in the glucose fructose syrup, for instance, and that's what you read on the ingredients label. And that is a problem because then you put in a huge load of fructose into the body, but no fruit. So there's no fiber, no secondary plant components, nothing which is assuring that the fructose is um, absorbed slowly to the body. And then for, for the liver tissue, then you have all the fructose coming to the liver. And it's only the, the I mean, mostly only the liver cells capable of metabolizing fructose. I mean, there are some other cell types in the body, but um, if you just look for um, the number of cells, it's more or less ex exclusively the liver tissue. And then you have a phenomenon which is similar to, um, to alcohol, because then you just put too much, um, too much nutrition into the liver and the liver have to store, to store it somewhere. And the carb, um, like, like the glycogen is very much, is, is full very okay. easily. So then it just has to um, transfer that into lipids and then you get a fatty liver and that's a problem. So fructose, yes, but not fruits. So nobody should hear to experts um, telling them not to eat any fruits. But um, the German um, um, Society of Nutrition, the DGE, they are recommending to have two portions of fruits a day. Okay, I hope we come back to our uh, diet uh, conversation uh, later on. But I really would like to ask you about the Perfood and how you actually co-founded the company. Also tell um, what is Million Friends and what you are doing actually now. I mean, I was telling you that I was sitting in the, in the liver department and dealing with all the patients having fatty liver. And um, as a physician, you are focused on um, all your medical facts, on the anamnesis, on your diagnoses, and you look for risk factors. And if you're lucky, and I was lucky, I was seeing my patients um, every six months. But still, I was just looking for risk factors and I was um, doing all my, my checklists and check the lab work and I was um, asking for risk factors. And then again, um, after six months, I was seeing the patient again. But nutrition medicine is not what happening and doing the visit at the doctor. It's what happening at home. It's happening between the visits. And as a physician, normally you do not have really the, the ability to, to modify that. Um, and everybody should have a and structured nutritional therapy. But um, dietitians, um, and also the question if it's covered by the insurance, um, leads to the fact that a lot of people do not have a structured nutritional therapy. And I was driven by um, the, the, the idea to, um, mm -hmm. to make that better, right? To help the patient during the visits um, to change their lifestyle in order to improve their health or to stay healthy or to come back to a um, for instance, healthy liver, but healthy body weight and, and, and all that. Um, and I, I realized that just uh, the availability of nutritional therapy is a problem in Germany because there are just, um, I mean, there are excellent dietitians, right? But there are not enough because the, the number of patients in need of a structured nutritional therapy is just high and it's decreasing tremendously that they're just a mit misfit. 
so that's one. Okay, I hope some students are listening to and can take it as a decision, maybe. But I mean, it's a problem too that um, a lot of insurances do not cover the fees for that. So I mean, uh -huh. it's, it's not only that we are not enough uh -huh. um, dietitians. We should uh, learn to. I mean, uh, first, um, physicians should learn to transfer the patients. Um, the insurances should learn to cover the, the costs. Um, so that's one aspect of the problem with nutritional therapy or nutritional medicine. Um, and the other thing is that we tend to give the patients standard advices. So, I, I mean, if you, leave some, if you read something about nutrition in the newspapers, it's always um, standardized, right? You look for cutting all the carbs out of your diet. You're looking for changing the rhythm of your meal intake. So it's very one rule. You try to apply them to the patients. And um, I mean, that's, that's not totally wrong, but it's not sufficient on the other hand too, because everybody has an own metabolic prerequisite. So everybody is reacting differently to, um, to food and to food intake. And what we have not learned so far in nutritional medicine is to take um, this, this individuality into account and to look for what is the right nutrition for mm -hmm. my patient and to tailor nutritional advices um, to the patients. Because we have just learned to have one um, dietary advice and that is like a one-size-fits-all solution. We try to put that to um, all our patients. And... Um, there are a couple of research in, in, from the last year nicely showing how individual our metabolism is. So to put um, like the bottom line is if we too eat the same meal, we for sure will have different metabolic reactions. So the metabolic reaction in our body is, mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's what the research is telling us only by 30% influenced by the foot itself. And the rest, so like 70% is determined by metabolic factors. We know that the microbiome is one factor. We know that the genetic, the genetics is one factor, but there are other factors um, like have you slept well before, where you're spotted, um, um, physically active. And so there are many, many factors deciding how you do deal with your food. And what's making you healthy is not the food itself, it's what happens with the food into your body. So you really have to learn to take that into account. And that's what, how we, why we started Pathwood. We wanted to make nutritional therapy available to everybody in need, but also we wanted to tailor nutritional advice to the metabolic prerequisites um, of the individual so that you have the right nutrition for you. And it depends, do you want to stay healthy? Do you want to become healthy? Do you want to keep your um, healthy body weight or do you want to um, decrease your body weight because you're overweight or obese? So everybody has different goals um, from, from a health standpoint. How did you start the company, actually, the Perfood? And what exactly you do there? I was telling you a little bit about my clinical situation, what we and, and scientific focus. Um, and we were driven by the, the vision to make it better, to just like this. And then there, were, and then there was one publication from the Weizmann Institute in, in Israel. And they were nicely showing that you can measure the metabolic reactions, the inter individual metabolic reactions, by monitoring the glucose levels um, after meal intake. Wow, okay. And they had a, a nice publication showing that um, 
I think the first cohort was 800 people that they were analyzing. And they were showing that the glucose reaction after food intake is different in these people. And that you can make a personalization of nutritional advice by monitoring that glucose levels. And that was um, the, like the technology we wanted to use to deliver um, nutritional products. So we had somehow the clinical problems. We've put together a founder team um, of nutritional experts, but also um, startup experience um, and, and technology experienced um, people. So we had the technology, we had the problem, we had an idea of how to tackle that problem. And that was like the founding mm -hmm. hour of Airfood because we wanted to do that outside the university. And in our opinion, it's, and you have more flexibility if you work um, not only inside the university, but also outside the university because you do not have to apply for scientific grants, which are co-designed very often long-term, with a long-term perspective, you need um, long, um, long time to applying for these grants. Um, that was just the, the, the idea um, of how we, or why we founded the company. I mean, now um, after a couple of years, I know that mm -hmm. um, there are other pitfalls coming with um, having a startup, so it's, it's not everything easier than working outside the university. But now we try to um, get the best out of um, the university and the, out of the best out of the world outside the university. So we try to be um, using the best out of both sides. And what is actually the technology behind the Perfood? I mean, uh, Perfood's first product is Million Friends. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the name comes from all the, the, the healthy gut bacteria, the microbiome um, you have promoting your health. And, and that's a um, two weeks um, glucose monitoring program. So we analyze um, for two weeks um, all your um, metabolic reactions um, to food intake. We analyze all the food you're intaking um, and your sleep time and your phys physical activity and everything you um, put into um, our application. And at the end, after the two weeks, we have microbiome data, we have glucose monitoring data, we have meal intake data, and data from um, from your lifestyle and all this data we put together in a personalized um, recommendation and million friends is a product which is a lifestyle product so that's meant for everybody who wants to stay healthy and, and who is interested in a product promoting well-being mm -hmm. um, and that technology of analyzing the glucose reaction because it's um, it's very difficult from a mathematical standpoint to analyze um, the glucose reactions and comparing the glucose reactions um, um, between the meal intakes. And to bring that to a nutritional recommendation, you then can use to really change your lifestyle. And as we know, is that from, from nutritional research that a diet is very often not long-lasting because if you have a diet which is absolutely different to your normal way of living you can stick to that a couple of weeks mm -hmm. maybe if you're very much motivated but we um, stick more to the theory yes. that we should analyze your way of living and within that way of living we should show you which are the things you should change what are the things you should maintain what are the things you should just learn that it's like something like a, a treat for you you um, shouldn't have too often 
so we we call it more like an adaption of your daily life but like a diet or a total change mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that product is working pretty well and we use that knowledge and that infrastructure and that technology now to develop digital therapeutics which are then not um, for staying healthy but for becoming healthy so digital therapeutics would start um, to be part of a structured um, therapy in which nutrition is then one um, mm -hmm. part and normally that will be prescribed by a physician who just looks for you which is what is the right therapy for you is it nutrition only or is it nutrition in combination with specific uh, medication for instance Mm -hmm. So back to million friends, let's imagine that I'm a user of this application and of your product. Uh, how my interaction with this product would look like and how do you measure the glucose in the blood? Because you have to get this, understand the measures every day. You get a sensor and that sensor you apply at your forearm and it's a small probe which is then within your um, fat tissue. And you insert that once with a um, fine needle and then it, there's only the sensor staying with you and you have that sensor attached to your forearm for 14 weeks and you just do not realize having that um, sensor there you can do your audio sports you can go swimming and um, but that device is continuously monitoring your glucose levels throughout the 14 days mm -hmm. it depends on the sensor how many days but we are working predominantly with one sensor from the company Abbott, which is providing for 14 days um, continuous glucose monitoring data. And if you um, buy the product um, from us, you get all the materials you need in the test kit. So we call it a test kit. You send, you get that sent um, um, with, uh, with the post. And then you can um, apply that sensor um, at home. You get all the um, prescriptions um, and the support to doing that. You have um, sampling material for your microbiome sen um, sample you can do that at home so you don't have to visit um, a doctor's office or you do not have to visit um, some institute how often do you do sampling of microbiome microbiome sample you do it once because um, that's what we i mean you know that the microbiome can change quickly but the core microbiome seems to be very stable so and to our experience it's sufficient to analyze that only once um, um, and then you use our application so it's a million friends mm -hmm. application available for um, ios and android um, you can just um, for free download that and use that as a calorie tracker so it's a very functional um, application just if you want to track your calories but if you, you can activate within that application um, the specific program and if that program is started you you then get latched through the whole program there are some test meals you can um, eat these test meals are standardized by us so that you can determine your nutritional type. For instance, if you're interested in knowing which kind of bread is um, healthy for you, because it's not only the mm -hmm. whole grain bread, because by theory, just looking at the food, the whole grain bread is, is, seems to be good. It's full of fiber. But um, of course, you um, have to keep your blood glucose reaction in mind. And there are like 15 to 20% of all the people reacting to white bread more beneficial um, in terms of glucose reactions than um, the whole grain bread. Surprise. So um, if you want to know that, you have to test that, right? And the kind of fruits and the, the kind of muesli and um, if you're more like a noodle, potato or rice type. So you can test that. But you also can test all your usual meals so your usual breakfast 
what you usually eat for lunch break and your favorite restaurants you can visit during the test phase. Um, so you can test all the things which are relevant for you because at the end, the end you have a combination of the, the standardized test meals, so your nutrition time, mm -hmm. but also what is in your um, eating habit um, good and bad for you. So you have something at hand to really change or like make minor modifications of your lifestyle. Great. I know that another modality of your product is to cope with the migraines. Um, can you also walk through that? A migraine is our first um, digital therapy we are developing mm -hmm. because we analyzed um, data from migraine patients after they've taken part into the personalized nutrition program. And we realized that um, just without having a specific program for migraine patients, just by accident, to put it that way, uh, migraine patients experience a 30% decrease in their migraine days. So actually, we analyzed and found that a low glycemic diet is beneficial for your migraine. We have not fully understood um, the, the mechanisms behind that, but there are a lot of reports telling us that migraine patients have a very mild insulin resistance. So actually, they seem to have a problem in shuffling glucose to the brain. Mm -hmm. And migraine patients are very sensitive to energy deficits. Mm -hmm. So if you um, do not maintain a constant glucose flow to the brain, a migraine patient can experience um, migraine attacks. Mm -hmm. And that's like a neuro neurological um, disorder, not only by um, shown by headache, but also shown by you have problems with light and, and you cannot go outside. You really have to put yourself um, outside all the sensory um, impacts to, um, to feel relief. And a 30% decrease in migraine days, meaning that you have 30% more days you can go out to school and university or to your work. You can go with your kids to um, sports events. You're, so you have more autonomy out of your life. So we realize that um, that nutrition is very beneficial in a therapeutic sense. So we, yes, you can just put on um, the nutritional therapy to all the medication very often um, are needed by the migraine patients. Mm -hmm. And we developed that program. It's called Sincephalia. And, and we want to apply that for a digital health application. So in Germany, it's the DIGA, because we have a new form of mm -hmm. medical care in Germany. That's the DIGA, meaning that you have a certified medical application. So it's a medical device, um, which has to follow a lot of data protection regulations and have to prove the clinical efficacy. And after um, that has been um, checked and proven by the Federal Institute of Medical Devices and, um, and Drugs, the BFARM in, in Germany, um, you can call that a DIGA. And then you have um, all the costs covered by your uh, health insurance. So you can bring that digital therapy then into your standard care um, and, uh -huh. and have the possibility to get digital therapy. And in our case, it's a digital nutritional therapy as a structured therapy within um, what you can get from your, your physician. So it's, 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 I mean, it's a very interesting um, happening in Germany because we have that since the beginning of 2020 and it's like an outstanding um, example in the world. Mm -hmm. Basically, then, as I understood from the financial uh, point, if you are a patient and you are, have some metabolic disorder, 
or you are just a fit person but who would like to understand more the nutrition and the response to the different uh, products and the glucose level. So would it be different the way how those two groups would pay for your product and how much does it cost just for our listeners if somebody wants to try to use it? I mean, Million Friends is a product um, which is for self-paying people because it's not a medical device, it's a lifestyle device. You can just buy that. And the price is currently a little bit below 400 euros for the total program. Um, but um, the, the digital therapeutics, I mean, of course, you can buy them for your own, but we tried to bring that within the coverage of the statutory health insurance because we think that... Um, I mean, everybody's paying um, the insurance fees, so we think that a therapy should be covered by the insurance. And in order you can, in order to to get um, the the prices um, refunded, or in that case, the insurance would pay directly for that, you have to be certified to be a digital health application by the Federal Institute. And this um, we are currently doing for our first um, program, um, Sensophilia um, for migraine. But we have different um, digital therapeutics in our pipeline we're developing so far. So we're looking in the field of metabolic diseases, of course. I mean, that's um, where we um, came from. But we're also looking at inflammatory skin diseases like um, psoriasis. We are interested in that. Or there are um, hormonal imbalances in, in women like the polycystic ovary syndrome we're interested in. So there are many diseases we see that's a... Um, specialized, specialized nutritional therapy um, is of a therapeutical use, mm -hmm. but it's like a very long process because you have to collect a lot of um, um, clinical um, efficacy data. So you have to make all the cutting edge clinical trials, like the same kind of trials you have to do with um, medication. So you have to do that with um, your digital therapy. So it's um, taking a long time. And of course, that long time is um, not only time, but only, um, but also money consuming. So it's increasing the cost, of course, for medical therapies. Um, and we have a very high standard of data security and data protection we have to follow, because we say that um, it's it's not what we have covered with the GDPR. It's even above that. Um, that um, health data are very sensitive, so everybody should have the opportunity to be sure that your health data, for instance, what you put in um, into our app, that this is highly secured. So there are a lot of data protection regulations we are following. And that's also very, um, you have to have a good team uh, dealing for this um, the whole day. Okay, just uh, also wanted to ask, uh, I mean, to say a few words uh, about the microbiome. Uh, I'm curious, so you, uh, you have this uh, product and you get the microbiome sample and you do most likely sequencing, and then you give some suggestions. What are those suggestions regarding the microbiome? Um, the suggestions are more or less focusing on keeping the blood glucose reactions low. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the, the idea behind the nutritional recommendations is having a low glycemic diet. And the low glycemic diet is, um, as I explained, not um, a one-size-fits-all solution. You have to personalize that in order to, to really keep your own blood glucose reaction um, low. And the food you need to do that um, is different than the food every um, other people need. Um, and the microbiome is just, um, the microbiome is just one um, um, aspect we know is determining why you react differently 
to food than others. So that's the reason why we analyze that. And we give you um, as a customer a, um, an overview about your microbiome composition, your diversity, and, and all the, um, the bacteria um, being part of your microbiome. But the recommendations we are giving are not aiming at changing the microbiome because we are not convinced that this is um, something of use for you to change your microbiome. Because it seems, um, at least that's the current understanding on the literature, that you have your microbiome and that microbiome is keeping, um, it's determining your way how you react with nutrition and just more or less have to learn um, how is your microbiome looking and to adapt then your nutrition to that composition of microbiome to that prerequisite you have. Mm -hmm. uh, Thurston, so does it mean that you actually get the data about different species, different uh, bacteria which um, live in the gut, right? And based on this different species, you define like, okay, you should better not eat white bread and you'd better eat this. Or does it come in this uh, form of the suggestions? Yeah, the, the, the idea or the recommendation, if you should keep to white bread or whole grain bread, just as an example, is um, um, that we do not do that with the microbiome. We do that with the glucose reactions. So the microbiome, you should... I mean, the microbiome is, is still something we have not fully understood so far. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. <laughs> But, I mean, there are approaches in, in, in which you only analyze the microbiome and then get a personalized dietary recommendations. Mm -hmm. And that is not very um, exact because mm -hmm. there are so many factors we are not um, know yet so far. So you miss a lot of information and points. And um, I mean, of course, we are working in, into that and have, we establish our prediction models based on microbiome analysis. But at the end, it's not um, enough information to really make a valid nutritional recommendation. So to us, it's more important to look for the glucose reactions because that's, I mean, that's what's happening in your body. And in your body is happening um, glycemic peak or a low glucose phase, which is promoting hunger or is promoting fat increase, um, increased fat storage. So we have the, um, the end parameter you're interested in and you just should try to um, decrease that. You know, uh, based on everything we just you just uh, told about the personalized uh, approach to the nutrition, but I still cannot not ask a question. Can you give Three, maybe uh, very general suggestions to our listeners regarding the nutrition, which will actually fit everyone. So like a, a preventative healthy nutrition for everybody who is healthy and want to stay healthy. Let's imagine like that. I mean, if the, the first tip is not to look for the nutrition, but for the body weight. Okay. Because what we learned so far is that the most important thing is your body weight. So if you are obese, so having a body mass index above 30, then you really have to increase your body weight. But there are also data showing that being overweight with a BMI above 25 is, um, I mean, at least on average, um, not beneficial for your health. So you try to, you have to maintain a normal body weight. That's what um, would be the first tip. And the second tip is um, to put a lot of fiber into, into you because that's at least one, um, And scientific truth, and I put that into quotation marks, we have so far that fiber are beneficial for you. So trying to have um, a lot of 
fresh and, and whole plant foods, which are rich in fiber. Um, that is definitely something you're doing um, good for your body, at least if you can digest that well. Some people have sometimes problems digesting fiber-rich foods, but in case you do not have digestive problems, put a lot of fiber in you. And I mean real fiber, not artificial fibers, um, because we do not have too much experience with that so far. So no supplements, but real food. Mm -hmm. And the third would be not to follow... Um, standardized dietary um, recommendations. If you read a blog and that blog is, um, is, is telling you that a ketogenic diet is, is, is good for everybody, you can just know for sure that that cannot be accurate for everybody because we know that one dietary recommendation is not fitting to everybody. That's just not possible because the bodies are too different. So everybody has its own or his or her own personal nutrition. And that finding is um, the key. And you can find that just by listening to your body. If you realize that even after the most healthiest breakfast you've eaten, that after 60 minutes you, you become hungry again, that probably not so good for your blood, um, blood glucose. So you just shouldn't look for just the healthiness of the breakfast, but also for the healthiness of your um, reaction. So it, Heal to your body if you're feeling well, if you're uh, reacting well to things, um, if you stay, um, if you if you can be without a lunch for a couple of hours because you're not hungry in that time. So that would be the third advice. Do not stick to standard uh, recommendations, but um, try to find your own perfect way of, of eating. So. Okay, thank you, Thorsten. It's, um, I mean, it's really valuable and good to know. Thank you. So, and then I'm coming to my closing a traditional question. Let's imagine, let's imagine that you have all the resources of the whole world and time, and you can do one more additional project to the things you do in your life. What that would be? And that's a, that's a, a different, it's a difficult question because I'm pretty much where I always wanted to be, right? I'm doing cutting edge metabolic research at Perfood finding efficient ways um, for treating various diseases with tailored nutrition and I, I can work with an excellent and interdisciplinary team um, throughout the whole day and changing the medicine of tomorrow so I mean I am at the perfect place to be but maybe in, in, I mean if I had all the resources um, of course I would try to speed things up a bit because more resources would lead to maybe faster product development better um, uh, better possibilities to overcome the regulatory boundaries and um, that would maybe I try to, to speed things up okay great Thurston thank you so much for your time it was so much fun I really appreciate it if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to MetaFace podcast at Spotify Apple Google podcast or Radio Republic or just tell a friend about it thanks and see you next time